Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, welcome back. And hey, if you're listening to this and a podcast, we want to say thanks for joining. But today is our third week in our Fear Not series. So far, we've talked about the differences between healthy and unhealthy fear. We know that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 Last week, we also learned that fear has a proper place. Can anyone here tell me where fear, anxiety, worry, and doubt belongs? <laughs> Somebody said the H word. It was four letters. Hey, my unhealthy fear belongs in the hands of God, the Father. I need to take all my unhealthy stuff, that stress, that anxiety, that unhealthy fear, and not only give it to Him, but let go of it. How many know I've given it to the Lord? No, I've really given it to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Will we really let go and let Him take over? Today we're going to look at one of the lessons Jesus taught His followers. And this is a teaching that really is a lifelong, lifelong importance. Simply put, as followers of Christ, we're called to be focused on today. Not tomorrow. Not a decade from now. Today. Let's be honest about something. The current times that we're living in are at historically high levels for fear, for anxiety, for worry, for doubt, for stress. This current climate only makes the words that Jesus speaks even more wonderful to hear. Let's read them out of Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Now say this last part with me. Ready? Begin. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Somebody say amen. Think about that. I got enough problem today. Why am I going to bring tomorrow and next week and load it up on today? There's enough right here. Have you ever had a boss and you were doing something in manufacturing or, or all of a sudden they gave you a checklist of doing all this stuff and you go, man, I'll barely get that done today. And then they go get a bunch of files and everything and you're the secretary and they go, here, can you have that done as well? And you throw it right back in his face. Why? Too much. If we would say no to a boss, if we would say no to somebody else, why do we say yes to fear and anxiety for tomorrow, for a year from now, for a decade from now? And we pull that all up, put it in a big ball, and then we just go, throw that on top of my back as well. Seems silly, doesn't it? When you think of it that way. 
So one more time. Now the Savior of mankind said, one more time, don't worry about tomorrow. And what does don't worry about tomorrow leave us with? It leaves us with the day at hand. It leaves us with today. It allows us to be focused on today, to be present, to deal appropriately with every circumstance and situation that comes up. I don't know about you, but I find this reality be incredibly freeing. Let's take a moment to read together more of what Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 6. We'll start at verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Wow. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature? Now let's look at verses 31 through 34. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. Gentiles. Non-believers. Pagans. They're not fearful of God. We have God fear, right? They're not. They're, they're opposite of believing in God. And he's saying, why are you behaving like them? You're a believer of God. For your heavenly Father, do you, do you catch? He doesn't call him God here. He calls him Abba. Abba. In the original, that would mean Daddy. Knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This passage is saying that life is more important than the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the vacations you might take next month, the size of your retirement account, your zip code. In fact, God believes you are of so much value that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for you because you're that valuable. The father doesn't want you wasting one second of this precious life paralyzed by unhealthy fear, unhealthy worry, anxiety, or doubt. He's willing to take it all on. And if you remember back, from last week's sermon, that the secret that Paul learned was to do what? To put my fear in the hands of God. See, it's one thing to be concerned about something. That's responsibility. It's another thing to have an unhealthy fear. Remember you talked about it. What's a healthy fear? Well, there's a big rattlesnake in front of me. Maybe I shouldn't go up and pet it. 
Maybe there's a bear with some mama cubs and, I, and I'm, I'm in close proximity. Maybe I need to get away from that. See, those are healthy fears. Maybe it's a hailstorm outside and like the size of golf balls or baseballs. I don't think I want to go play outside. I, I, I can pass on my run today. Healthy fear, smart. Unhealthy fear is what? It's those things that keep you up at night and won't let you sleep. It's that, oh my goodness, I, I know I have cancer. And you've been saying that since you were 12. Stop it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those things that twist you all up inside. You have no control of it. You have no idea. And you're, and you're just allowing that vain imagination to take over your heart. In Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, and I want us all to read this one together. Ready, begin. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. And Jesus says in Matthew that you don't need to worry. It's a waste of your eternal, valuable time and energy. Here's Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Think about this, mom and dad. Think about when one of your kids are in trouble and are needing. They were little. And that bully on the playground, what did you do? You went right, Jack, go away. I'm going to talk to your mother. You don't treat my little boy like that. Outside right now, Jack. <laughs> you ever see that? You ever see a mama bear? Boy, you do not mess with her cubs. He says, you are mine. I've called you by name. He looks at you and says, Nathan, you belong to me. The enemy can't have your heart. You're mine. I went to the cross for you. Isaiah 41.10 Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. Wow. You know what dismayed me? Don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Don't feel frightful. Don't feel confused. Don't worry. I'm your papa. Come here. I'll take care of it. Now I want to turn our attention to something Jesus says in the Lord's Prayer. In regards to prayer, Jesus says this in verses 9 through 11. In this manner, therefore, pray. He's saying, this is how you pray. 
This is the manner, this is the method, how you pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. I thought it was supposed to be Marvin's kingdom comes first. Isn't that what the American Christian does? My problems, my issues, my empire, my future, me, 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 myself, and I, it's the new holy trinity, don't you know? He, he makes it really clear. Our Father in heaven, not our Marvin in heaven. Praise God for that, because I don't want to be there yet. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then catch this. He doesn't talk about a century from now. He doesn't talk about a decade from now. He doesn't talk about a year from now. He doesn't talk about tomorrow. He says, say it with me, ready, begin. Give us this day our daily Why? Because he's just about to tell us there's enough problems for today. We don't need to add tomorrow to it. Jesus reminds us of a couple key things here in this verses 9 and 11. First, our God in heaven is holy. He's holy. As we just sang, He's holy. And worthy of our reverence. His will on earth is what we need. His will, His way, accepting His time. And secondly, we need Him to give us our daily bread, spiritually, physically, our daily nourishment and sustenance. Many of us consume a daily portion of fear and consume a daily portion of anxiety and worry and doubt. And we're filling up ourselves with this toxic poison instead of the divine nutrition that we really need. So before we move on, catch hold of what Jesus is saying in Matthew 6. He's telling you not to worry about when? Tomorrow. He's telling you, don't worry about not just anything, but don't worry about tomorrow. It has enough trouble of its own. He's also telling you to pray and specifically ask God for our daily needs. Even his advice on prayer is focused on just that very practical basics of everyday life. See, God is not only the eternal divine creator of the entire cosmos. He's also your heavenly father and he cares for your well-being. He knows that every single day brings more than enough trouble of its own. No need to add the burden of tomorrow. This includes things to be scared of, things to be worried about, and to be anxious over. This includes things that we have been attracted to, to being upset about, for decades. Now, does this mean that if I'm facing something serious, I'm just to give up and not worry about it and act like it's not there and be in denial? I'm not preaching denial. 
Some of you are facing serious medical concerns. Some of those you love are facing those needs and those issues. That's when we hand that over to Him and we trust Him. And we say, God, take my fear because I'm scared. I'm scared. But when I get unhealthy fear, I begin to say, I know this is happening because when I did this back 30 years ago, I, I know you're punishing me, God, because I did this 10 years ago. Oh, where does that kind of mindset come from? If he forgave you as far as east is from the west, then why am I bringing up 30 years, 10 years, a year ago, or even this early morning? Don't vain imagination. Bring every vain imagination to the captivity of Christ. I believe this is why he's given us a daily reminder of fear not. Remember, scholars say 366 fear nots, one for every day of the year and one for leap year. Our Heavenly Father knows that a single day at a time is enough of a challenge for me and for you. I said earlier that I thought this was all incredibly freeing, and I want to elaborate on that a little bit. To do that, I need to call your attention back to what we learned about fear the last couple of weeks. First, we covered the difference between healthy and unhealthy fear. And then we learned about taking our fear and putting it in the hands of the Lord and leaving it there. When you add that to what we're learning from Jesus today, you begin to see how fear can truly be overcome. With some self-discipline and some confidence in the process, you can take fear and worry, and anxiety, and stresses, and doubts, and you can put them in their proper place knowing that your responsibility is to be focused on today. Right now. Now what happens when I get to tomorrow, and tomorrow now becomes today? And all of a sudden, that same fear that I was fighting with yesterday is here. Well, I don't worry about yesterday. I take that same fear, and I give it to him today. And you know what? It seems a little bit lighter than it did yesterday. See where I'm going with this? It won't be long. I'm not saying the issue is going away. But that thing in your heart. It doesn't have a grip. It doesn't have the talons sticking in to your heart. You don't have to be consumed with what might happen tomorrow or next month or even next year. Are we going to be shut down again? Are we going to have to wear masks again? Lord, we just trust you. Bring truth. Bring truth. You're too valuable. And your time on earth is too precious to be lost to the future fears that you and I don't have any control over. 
As people of God, we live and we walk by faith. As people of God, we live and walk by faith. Say that with me. As people of God, do we do that? We trust God even in the face of fear, and we are learning through this series we can play an active role in identifying fear and giving it back to God. It's our daily responsibility. I'm reminded of the story in Numbers 13 and 14 where the 12 spies went to explore the promised land in Canaan. And they went and checked it all out. And remember, they brought on a big pole just you know, a big old bunch of grapes. that They were so big it took two guys to carry one bunch on a stick. Now, that's some serious grapes. And you know, all of a sudden, what was the report? There's giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers. They're going to just squish us. No! What the other two say? Let's do it! Man, they got look at the size of these grapes. You got to see the honey. This place is full of milk and honey. Man, this is the promised land. I'm ready. Let's go. And then the other ones, no! No! Fear. Fear. Have you noticed thing about fear? It will make you do things you would never do if you were not full of fear. Just watch a scary movie. Like the exorcist. And you're staring at it. And all of a sudden, her head just goes, in the full circle. And her shoulders are right there. And you're going, ah! Why? Because you're scared? Why are you scared? Because that's wrong. But fear in regular life will make you do the same thing. It will make you do things you would not do because you're full of Fear. I'm not talking a scary movie. I'm talking, I'm afraid of what will happen, dot, dot, dot. You fill that part in. The people of God allow fear to rob them of the promise of God. To steal their precious time. Cost them 40 years. For most, the adult generation, it meant the rest of their lives now would be wandering in the desert. How many of us have missed what God gave us, God directed us to do, and now we spent years missing? Missing out. Because we said no. Because we were afraid. Who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to take care of the health insurance? Those are real concerns. Obviously, the story I just shared is an intense one. In fact, it is one of the most painful stories in the history of the Hebrews, of, of God's people. And yet they were set free from slavery. They, it, they encountered the Red Sea miracle. They, they got to the other side. They had manna. They had, 
quail. They, they had water out of a rock. They saw miracle after miracle after miracle in their life. And yet, they gave it all up because they were afraid. Giants in the land. Is fear robbing you of the promises of God in your life? Is fear stealing your precious time? Are you feeling paralyzed by the potential trouble that the future may or may not bring? I could go on here. There are a multitude of ways fear affects and redirects our lives. At the conclusion of the first sermon in our series, I said, it speaks to just how destructive unhealthy unhealthy fear can be in our lives and that we need power and love and of a sound mind to help us overcome fear. We desperately need a sound mind to check ourselves throughout the day. We need discipline to form new habits in identifying healthy fear and unhealthy fear. We need an abundance of power and love so that we can respond correctly. Folks, in harmony with Matthew chapter 6 from earlier, we just need to be focused on today. Tomorrow has enough problems of its own. The past two weeks, I've given you specific challenges of this coming And this coming week, I want to continue that. Every day, I want you to identify that unhealthy fear in your life. Every day. What's that unhealthy fear in your life? The other one, I want you to place that fear in the Lord's hands. As you continue to make this a habit, I believe you'll begin to experience divine peace. We talked about that last week. A peace that will transcend all understanding. And more importantly, I believe you will begin to put distance between yourself and that fear. While living more and more in the life God has for you. An abundant life. Here's the new one I want to challenge you with. That every day you would choose to be focused on today. For tomorrow has what? Enough problems of its own. Enough troubles of its own. You know, there's this thing called the law of attraction. We call it you reap what you sow. Have you ever gone up to a cashier or somebody at the market and you're just friendly and nice and smile authentically? They know the ones who are faking it. The ones who really say, Hi, Patsy, how are you? They know. The ones who are just saying, Hello there. I need some help. Can you help me? That doesn't work. But when you do that authentically, there's this thing called a law of attraction. It's this thing of you reap what you sow. It's this thing of the way you are on the inside is so magnetic, it draws it from the outside to you. That's a spiritual principle. 
If I am full of fear, I'm going to draw all that scary stuff into my life. But I'm full of confidence in the King of Kings that He can do all things who strengthens me. All of a sudden, all of that inside of me, it just oozes out and it draws that to other people. And they see it and they're drawn to it. So before we pray, I, I want you to imagine for a moment how different the history of the Hebrews, of Israel, might have been, could have been, had they been practicing what we're practicing these last few weeks about learning about fear. One, that there's a difference between healthy and unhealthy fear. And two, that we are to take our unhealthy fear and put it in the hands of the Lord and let go. And three, that we choose to be focused on today. I'm not saying not to be concerned about the other because that's responsible, but not fearful with fright. Different. What if the 12 spies returned from the promised land and, and they gave their report and, and everybody prayed like this? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for freeing us from slavery in Egypt. Thank you for providing for us in the desert and thank you for bringing us here to the very edge of the land you promised. Lord, we see giants living in the land. They have unpenetrable cities and we are scared it's hard to see how we might be successful in battle against enemies like them but god we know you can do anything you spoke to moses from a burning bush you parted the red sea you destroyed the armies of pharaoh we trust that you can do this as well lead us calm our hearts and deliver us into the promised land. In your name, amen. Now the question is, how different would your life look, my life look, if we were to pray the same way? Do we pray like that? Are we truly focused on today? Let's pray. Father, we bless your holy name. Father, the sneaky thing about fear is many times we don't even know we are full of fear. We're so accustomed to it. We're so used to it. The lies that we accept about ourselves. That we're less than enough. That we're not religious enough that we deserve what we got, that there's no hope for change. This is my lot in life. We'll never see growth. We'll never see abundance. I'm only here to survive, not thrive. I'm ugly. There's nothing good about me. God, we bind those thoughts in the name of Jesus. They're rooted in pain. They're rooted in hurt. They're rooted in the pit of hell. And they bring about doubt, anxiety, and fear. And you have told us to fear not. 
So, Lord, I pray for your people. Help us, Lord, to see the unhealthy fear in our life, then to go and hand it to you, to let go, and then choose to be focused on today. Oh, God, your will. Oh, God, your way. Oh, God, your blessing on your people. We love you, Lord. We pray this in the name that is above all names. Will you say it with me? Amen. Jesus' name. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.